But today I'm telling you right now, because my God is so good, he is wanting to open your eyes and your heart and your ears to something that you only thought took place in Jesus's day. I have my friend Connie here, and she's just going to share her testimony of what we prayed for on Easter Sunday. Now, listen, she's got like three chapters, and Connie, what I'm going to ask you is just share the first chapter, all right? The first chapter, I want you to talk to him about the MRI and the tumor and the cancer. And so here it is. This is what our God is still doing today, church. So Connie, take it away. All right. First, thank y'all for allowing me to come up here and just talk to you this morning because you know what? My heart is bubbling over. I have had been blessed more than I can ever describe to you. Mom will give you a little history of what's been going on with my life. I know he's told me just to do this last chapter, but i got to give you just a little history. I have been a nurse for 40 years. Uh, forensic nurse is what I had been doing last, and I got injured at work. Just lifting a big old bulletin board, doing a display. Ruptured a couple of discs in my neck, left with a weak arm, the left side. They wouldn't let me come back to work because I couldn't hold my cameras. After two years, still got this weak arm. The doctor sent me over to an orthopedic. I think something's going on in your shoulder that uh, is causing all this pain and this weakness. The orthopedic doctor looked at my shoulder and said, well, you know, I think I need to do another MRI on you. Didn't show anything two years ago. It was clear, but let's do another one. That's what I'd do if it was my shoulder. So I agreed because I want to feel better. So... Uh, Went back about a week and a half later after this MRI, and he's like, I just don't know how to tell you, but he said, I've never seen the bone marrow look like this in anyone. And I said, but Dr. Norris, you've been a doctor a long time, and you're an orthopedic doctor, and you look at bone marrows. And he said, but I'm seeing modeled bone marrow, and I'm seeing some tumors in your shoulder. And he said, I really feel like you need bone scan. You might need a bone marrow aspiration. And I want to send you back over to your primary doctor so she can start lining this up. And I'm going to send this report to her. Well, of course, that's a scary right there. So my, my primary doctor lined all this up, decided to send me over to the cancer center over at Wesley Long's. And um, I saw a hematologist there. She started ruling out this and ruling out that, looking at all the rest of my back labs. White counts have been a tad low over the years, off and on. Sometimes hemoglobin was a little low, but that's sometimes just being a woman. So she said, well, I don't think it's a leukemia thing, but I have to tell you, there's a possibility it's looming out here, but you might have multiple myeloma. And this is a fatal bone cancer. Well, it just sent me into a tailspin that day. I'm thinking, no, I can't possibly have something like that. I feel good. I'm not weak. I'm not losing weight. And she's like, well, you know, that's the good thing. You're not. But then everybody else is like, well, you know, you might be in the early stages. That always puts that doubt in your mind when you hear something like that. And it's just scary. So I didn't have anything else to do but do what she said at that point. So I had the bone scan. I had multiple bunches of labs. Well, I went 
came to church on Easter Sunday, which I come, try to come here every Sunday. But that Sunday, I had a burden on me that, like, nothing was going to let up. It was like, I didn't know what I was going to do. This, over this two years, I have gone through so much financial stress from having to quit my job a little early. I had to retire. Wasn't planning on I'd have still been working today. I've always been known to be a little bit of working too much and been a little bit of a workaholic. I'd work my weekend option positions, and then I'd go take calls during the week to cover for anybody else that needed off. Couldn't be there or come in in cases in the middle of the night when they were abused or assaulted, whatever was going on. Well, I had to quit that, and I was left there with a void in my life. Well, I turned back to church, and I said, you know, on Easter Sunday, I said, I... I really have got to talk to you. And I went there in that little room to the side, and a group of people came in, all the elders of the church, and they anointed me with oil. Well, church, I went back to the doctor Tuesday. There's no tumor in me whatsoever. (laughs) Praise the Lord. There is no tumor. There is nothing. My lab work is normal. The bone scan is normal. And the worry is off. And then there's one more little part of this. I'm so stressed over my house, financial burdens, not knowing hardly what to do, trying to figure out how I'm going to put $10 in the offering plates on Sundays. Trying to live on Social Security when you have worked full-time and overtime, every time somebody wanted you to come in, every case somebody wanted you to come in on, every time you had to go to court and testify, my income probably dropped to about a third of what I was making. I told my husband, I said, you know, we're going to have to downsize this time. How am I going to make the next house payment even? How are we going to hang on to this? Well, I brought up my financial problems and how everything was going there. This was probably 1230, I think 1230, 1245 that Easter Sunday. I cooked a big old dinner for my family and everybody was leaving. Then I had a knock on the door. My neighbor across the street to an angle from me said, can I come in and talk to y'all? And I was like, well, sure you can, Greg. I thought, what in the world's going on? Is something wrong with this little baby or something? I thought, well, sometimes the neighborhood come to me because I'm a nurse. But he came welcoming him on in, and he's like, can I buy y'all's house? <laughs> and my next-door neighbor beside me is a realtor, and she's like, I can't list your house. You're going to have to just put it up for sale by owner because you kind of built too big for the neighborhood, and we don't have that you know, buyer's market right now for that because, you know, things are down and there hadn't come up like yet. I said, well, he wants to give me full price even. (laughs) Is that a miracle? Is that a miracle? Well, I've been... I've been telling everybody in the grocery store lines. I've been telling everybody at the bank. I've been telling everybody I ran into. So, now I'm telling y'all, and I want you to rejoice with me and to know that I don't care how big that giant is out there, there is an answer to your prayer. He can heal. 
He can restore. He can perform miracles today like he had performed miracles in the day he was walking this earth. And you know what? He is coming back. And he is getting us ready. And you know what? He told me a little while ago, he said, get that left arm that's weak in the air. I couldn't even hold my arm up. And you know what? He told me, he said, go over here and talk to this young gentleman. And he said, and then you raise your left arm. I don't want to see that right arm up that's nice and strong. I want the left arm up. And you know what? I can't hold my camera. I honestly think I can go back to work tomorrow if he'll let me. I don't know if they'll hire me. Sometimes I don't want old folks, but you know what? I'm willing. I can get this arm up literally and hold it up. I can literally, I could not hold this arm up for more than 10 seconds. Look at this arm. I am holding this arm. I am answering everything he tells me to do. If it embarrasses me, it might not anymore. Yes, it would have, but it's not anymore because I have received a miracle, and I know it's a miracle, and I'm going to praise him till the day I die. Thank y'all for listening to my story. (laughs) Come on, come on. Listen, hey, hey. Do you think God's just empowered people like me or Pastor Bradley or Pastor Brent or anybody to share the testimony of what God's done? Listen, I want to tell you, he's at work in your life right now. You better get ready to stand up and tell somebody what God's doing in your life. Hey, Christians in the room, we've been quiet for too long. God has been pouring out his blessing on you. He's been blessing you. He's been healing you. He's been saving you. He's been protecting you. And we've sat quietly by for way too long. So you, Christ follower, are empowered to share your testimony. She's got more of a response in this room than any pastor's gotten in this room. And she is just one of my sisters. So you don't be quiet. And here's the other thing, and this is where we're going to go before we start praying for you, is when you leave out of this place, I don't want the name of Hope City to be on your lips. I don't want the name of this church to be on your lips. I'll just be very transparent with you. The name of Hope City rubs some people the wrong way. I don't want the name of Hope City to be anywhere on your lips. I want the name of Jesus Christ to be on your lips. When you leave this place and you sit at lunch with someone, you tell them what God is doing. Do not bring up the name of Hope City. Do not bring up the name of a pastor on this staff. You tell them what Jesus Christ is doing. Well, Scott, that sounds a little strange. Well, let me just go to Scripture because that's always a safe place to turn. Amen? Amen. In Acts chapter 3, the same story. Peter and John healed this crippled beggar. They brought him up. He was jumping. He gave his testimony just like my sister just gave her testimony. But the religious culture of the day was up in arms. Go read this story. I'm going to preach out of Acts 3 for probably a year. But in Acts chapter 3, the religious culture... The spirit of religion is what we're sent here to crush in the name of Jesus. I told you several weeks ago that we are in a new culture for us. It's the kingdom culture. And this is a culture that is powered by the presence of God. They heal this man. He is giving his testimony. And the religious culture of the day are up in arms. Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, gives this amazing message 
And when he starts to talk in verse 12, look at it and you can pull it up on the screen. I think that one's there. I think maybe we planned for this. I don't know. Acts chapter 3 verse 12. When Peter saw this, he said to them, men of Israel, why does this surprise you? Some of you in this very room right now are surprised by what you've just seen. But I'm going to quote scripture to you because that's always safe. Why does this surprise you? He goes on, Peter, there. He says, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness that we made this man walk? So why do you stare at us and think that this is something that we're doing This is not by our power that the movement of God is snowballing down a hill and it is eventually going to crush the religious spirit of the Southeast. It's not by our power. This is not our vision. This is not our goal. This is not our dream. But this is what God Almighty, through the power of his Holy Spirit, has bombarded into this region and we're all a part of it. And so when you leave here today, you go share the testimony of what Jesus Christ is doing in your life. And do not let Hope City be on your lips. Do not let my name be on your lips. You have Jesus Christ on your lips and you share the testimony of what his power is doing in your life. Amen? Can we all agree on that? Good, good. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of those will not be flooded by Hope City stuff. But your Facebook and Twitter and your Instagram will be flooded with the name of Jesus. And if that's all you need to put, you just put the name of Jesus on your Facebook or your Twitter or your Instagram. Because no one is getting glory or credit for what's getting ready to take place from this day forward. This is the kingdom of God and Jesus Christ is the superstar. Amen. So how many of you in this place, Pastor Bradley's going to come back up and we're going to pray over you. Come on back around, dude. We're going to pray and we're going to pray over some people. And I know the clock says it's time to go, but in the kingdom of God, there's no time. My God's not controlled by time. I know some of you have appointments. That's fine. I've told you this over and over and over. If you need to leave, that's okay. We're going to keep going until I think God just tells us to stop. We've got to continue to give more opportunities. there's somebody in the room right now that wants what Connie received. Connie, my sister, stand up, stand up. I I just want you to be, there's the example right there. There's somebody in this room that wants the power of God to move on their life just like God moved on Connie's life. And so if that's you right now, I just want you just to come forward and we're going to talk intimately. We're going to talk, we're going to talk. I'm going to put this microphone down and we're going to talk. I don't know if the band's going to play. We don't script this stuff out. But you want the power of God to move in your life like he did in Connie's. And if that's you, just come on forward. Just come on right now. Right now. Let's just start praying. You need something that only God can do. You need something that only God can do. And you want what he's done in Connie's life. Just come on forward. Hey, I think this is, this is it. There are some of you in here and you have children. You have children and they're in children's ministry. Guys, I'm just going to tell you, we're going to be here for a few minutes. If you want to go get your child, maybe it's a baby, maybe it's, it's a fifth grader or fourth grader. I just want you to go get them. Make sure you have your sticker because they're not going to let you get that child out without, without that sticker. 
but maybe you just want to hold them in your arms. Maybe, and if they cry and scream, it's okay. My God's bigger than your baby's cry, okay? But if you feel like you just want to go and get your child right now and you just want to pray over them, you want to have somebody pray over them, where's Brent Clodfelter in this room? We prayed over his unborn baby that's coming this Friday. I'm not a prophet. I just know he has a C-section where he doesn't, but his wife does on Friday. We've already prayed for his unborn baby, Abigail. If you have a child and you want to go get them and you want to have them prayed over and you want to just come together as a family unit, you just go get them right now because we're going to be here for just a few minutes. And again, I, I'm not saying this to make us seem cool, but if like if, if your time says 11 o'clock and, or 10 o'clock and that's when you need to go, then listen, we're not, we're not judging you because, oh, look, they didn't want to stay in church. No, we understand that you have appointments. But I also know that God has an appointment with some people here and I don't want to be the cause of you missing him. So ministry team all over the place. We just have some people right here. We have a young lady right here that we just need to pray over. Every head bowed, every eye closed. There's going to be a lot of moving around. There's going to be people coming back in, getting some children, and that's okay. It's great. Ministry team specifically, I want praying. I want to pray for specifics. I want to pray for specifics. And so if you have someone that is coming to pray with you, I want specifics. And we're going to lift them up to God. Every head bowed and every eye closed, we're praying. Where's Pastor Bradley? Pastor Bradley's praying. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's pray. heads bowed because we're not trying to make a mockery of any of this but every head is bowed we're not looking around this is just me and you right now every head bowed our eyes are closed we're not looking around hey Scott I I do not believe there is so much doubt running through my mind right now but I want to believe I want to believe but I am facing a giant of doubt right now I want to believe. I want to believe what Connie experienced is true, but I'm just wrestling a demon of doubt. If that's you in the room this morning, every head's bowed, every eye's closed. If that's you, you're just wrestling doubt like you've never wrestled it before. Would you just raise a hand and say, Scott, that's me right now. I doubt that this stuff, I doubt that my God is powerful. I doubt that this stuff that you're talking about and showing me is real. Could you just lift up a hand and say, Scott, that's me. Thank you. Thank you for being honest. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. You put your hands down. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I come against the spirit of doubt. You are crushed by the name of Jesus. Just the name of Jesus has more power than you do, doubt. In the name of Jesus, you are crushed. And right now, God, I pray that you will start to feel the minds of these people who raised an an admitting hand that they have doubt. Jesus, right now, through the power of your Holy Spirit, will you show and speak truth like these people have never heard before in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
two things about salvation that I just know that God's just impressing on my heart earlier than today. Right now, maybe you're in the room, every head bowed, every eye closed. Again, we're not looking around because this isn't something that we're going to go tout. We're not going to go brag about. We're not going to just tell people just to be telling people. But this is life-changing stuff. My God is a changing life kind of God. Two things about salvation. One is you have never asked Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins. You have never asked Jesus Christ to be your personal savior. You've never had a relationship with Jesus. But today you know that he is speaking to you and he is longing for you to be his. If you've never had Jesus Christ to be your savior. Could you just say, Scott, today I want Jesus as my savior. Would you just lift up a hand? We're not looking around. Just raise your hand high. I want to see this one because we're going to celebrate this one in this place. Thank you, brother. Anybody else? You you just say, I've never asked Jesus Christ to be my savior. This is the second part of salvation. You know someone. You are a family member of someone. You work with someone. There is someone in your immediate circle. And this is a person that you see every day of your life and they don't know Jesus Christ. If you have someone like that in your life, would you just stand right now? I'm going to ask you to stand. If you have someone in your immediate circle that does not know Jesus Christ, would you just stand to your feet? Because salvation is coming to this person. There's salvation in this space today. Those people may not even be here, but you are interceding for them by standing up. You are interceding. You are taking salvation to them in the name and in the power of Jesus Christ. And so those of you who are standing right now, I just ask you just to lift your voice because your voice is just as powerful as any of ours. You lift your voice to God and you ask and cry out, God, will you, through the power of your Holy Spirit, use me to my friend, to my family member, to my loved one. Use me, God. I don't need to get them to church. I just need the power of you, God, in me. Just lift your voice. Just lift your voice. Hey, God, right now, you see all these people, these children of yours standing. Lord, they are on mission, whether they know it or not. And I pray for a great outpouring of your presence. That when these people who are standing, interceding, they are in the gap for people that they care about who do not know your son, Jesus. God, I pray that they will get into the presence of these people that they are praying for right now. And the people will just know that they know that they are in the presence of you, God. These people may not even have to say a word to their loved ones or their friends, but their loved ones are going to know that God is all over them. And so right now, an outpouring of your Holy Spirit all over them. Listen, Moses was just a man like us. But when he came out of the presence of God, his face shone white. I pray for every single one that are standing right now interceding, God, that you will supernaturally just change their countenance. Their face will tell the story 
And the people who don't know you, Jesus, will long to have what they have. There's salvation in this space. Intercessors, you're taking it to those people right now. You're lifting up their name right now. Would you just say their name to heaven? Whatever their name is, just say it to heaven. God, we're thanking you right now for salvation. I'm thanking you for salvation. Today, if you receive Jesus Christ, because I saw, I saw, listen, I was looking, I was the one looking. And the reason I was looking is because I want to have a conversation with you. If today you receive Jesus Christ, we're going to make it personal, not only with me, but we're going to make it personal with Jesus Christ. If you accepted him today as your savior in the what's next room, immediately following this service, I'm going to be there. There's going to be some amazing leaders over there. And we just want to get to know you. We want to know how we can pray for you. If you don't have a Bible, we're going to give you a Bible. It's personal, not only with Jesus, but it's personal with us. Listen, here's the deal. Before these children leave, listen, we're going to pray for children. Right now, we're going to just pray for children. And so family members, if you're not sitting with your children, I need you just to go sit with them. I just want you to go sit with your children. It's okay to move around in church, amen? I just want to pray over children. I want to pray over that they understand my God, that they understand Jehovah that they understand God in a way that no other children understand him. Hey, little children in the room, I want you to know something, that God speaks to you just like he speaks to me. I want to see a generation so filled with the Holy Spirit that our little children are leading people to Jesus Christ that our little children are going into their schools and they're going to lead their teachers to Jesus Christ. This feeling of the Holy Spirit does not have a time frame. My God and your God is so generous that he's going to give to our little children and he is not going to give to them more than they are able to steward. He's not going to give a 10-year-old child a driver's license He knows how much this 10-year-old child can handle his presence. Again, I told you, if you need to go get your children, I just want to pray a blessing over them. But here's the cool thing. God's blessing can go through sheetrock and steel. It can go through borders. Some of you don't even have your children here today because they're in another place. God is not bound by the limitations that bind us. Some of you have adult children in here and they don't know Jesus Christ. Would you just stand right now? Your adult children, they don't know Jesus Christ. If that's you, just stand. Thank you. I want to crush one of the greatest fears of parents is that you think that you have to have the exact words to say to your children, no. Listen, you, by your testimony, 
by what you are living out will speak louder than any of your words will ever speak. And so all I pray for you is that you go and be who God is asking you to be. God, I pray that you will send not only these parents, but you will send someone so full of your presence. You will send one of the most strong, the most, the most generous Christ follower into every one of these people who are standing their children's lives. May you send someone who represents Jesus so well to their children that their children will long for what these people have. Salvation is coming. And so fathers and mothers, can I tell you, salvation is coming. Continue to pray with me. Salvation is coming. Salvation is coming. And I need you just to declare that right now. Salvation is coming to my child and say them by name. Salvation is coming to my child and say their name. Say their name. Salvation is coming. God, I just thank you for all the little children, all the little children that are in this place today. I I love the fact that parents want to go and just grab their little children and bring them into your presence, God. But God, I pray that you, through the power of your Holy Spirit, will remind the dad that just walked in here with his little son that is not in the church building, is the only place that your presence is, but in his living room, at the kitchen table, in the car on the way home, your presence is there. Holy Spirit, fill every one of us so much. Fill us that we'll know that the power of God is on us. And he's everywhere. God, I pray for mothers and fathers, and especially I'm going to pray this and I want to receive this for myself. That we will live out in such a way that our children will long for what we have lived out. We will not have to preach at them. We will not have to constantly be on them. But we will live out such a life of grace and mercy. We will live out such a life of love. Husbands and wives will love and respect and serve each other so well that our children will see it. And they would never want to turn from it. That they will long for And so when they go to look for their spouse, when my son goes to look for his wife, he will look for someone who he can serve and he will look for someone that he can respect and he will look for someone that he can just outpour his love for you, God, on her. I think that it starts in our homes, in our living rooms, in our bedrooms. It starts there, God, to see transformation starting to take place. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, I just claim every family that is in this room room. I claim every family for the kingdom of God. Satan, you cannot break apart. You cannot destroy. You cannot bring about divorce. You cannot bring about affairs. Nothing in Jesus name can be touched in the families and the houses that are here today. God, I see relationships right now just being restored. They're being fused together as I've already prayed for one family here today. Your Holy Spirit is fusing together relationships. There's forgiveness being granted in this place when forgiveness does not even need to be given. Like some really things, wrong things have taken place. But right now they're just being fused back together through your love, through the Holy Spirit. 
I just want some of us in this room today to see what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a blank slate that's white and it's just been wiped clean. school that's in this area. I pray for Oak Grove. I pray for Ledford Middle, Ledford High School. I pray for Hasty. I pray for Friendship. I pray for Wahlberg. And I pray for some that I don't even know. That today you're getting so full of God's presence and his power that when you walk through those doors tomorrow, young people at your school, your teachers, your principals are going to take note that you have been in the presence of God. Hey, little children, you're not even going to have to speak. You're just going to have to exist. And God's power is going to flow all over you, young man. Pastor Bradley, he's got his anointing on, yeah. And I just know because it's been on our hearts, it's been confirmed. There's some of us in this place today and we're dealing with cancer. If you want to be anointed by the elders of this church, he never told us to pray for the sick. He told us to actually heal the sick. And in that confidence, we want to pray over you. And so if that's you today, if you have cancer or you have some other ailment that you want to be prayed for, you want to be anointed by the elders of the church, I just want to ask you just right over here. And maybe this corner can't contain us, but we're going to start right here in this corner. So right over here, if you want to be prayed for, would you just come right now? Listen, if you hadn't learned by now, it's okay to get up and move in church. You're never going to get it. But right now, if you just want to get up and come over here, Pastor Bradley, would you just stand right here? He's going to pray over you. There's going to be the elders of the church going to be praying over you. Hey, ministry team right now, guys, come on, let's go. We're going, there's more, more than Bradley can handle. And I want specific things called out. If it's not cancer, I want it called out specifically. Whatever it is, I want it called out. specifics. Can we just sit in this right now for just a few minutes? I'm going to ask you guys to stand. I'm going to ask you just to stand. And listen, we're just going to stay right here in this, this music. If this, We're just going to stay right here. You guys are more than welcome to stay right here. I'm not going to tell you. I've already prayed this morning. Hey, God, I don't know how you're going to make room in the parking lot, but I have a feeling the 11 o'clock is going to bleed into the 9 o'clock, and it's okay. If we stand, we're going to pray that the fire marshal won't show up today. We built the ladder over there so some more people can get on the roof up there. Did you see that? Take a look. I will say this. If you're going to stay here, 
and just speak and talk to God and just whatever you're going to do. Listen, go get your children. Take your sticker and go get your child. Come pray over your children in this place. I'm not kicking anyone out of here. This isn't mine. I don't have the right to kick anyone out. The 11 o'clock people, guess what? They'll just show up earlier next week. But today, right now, if you met Jesus Christ as your Savior for the first time, like if you said, Jesus, I need you as my personal Savior. I want to be saved. I want you. Here's what I'm going to ask you. The what's next room is directly to your right. I'm getting ready to leave off stage, and I'm going over there because I want to pray with you, and I want, I want to love you, and I want to just go ahead and say I'm thankful for our relationship because of our relationship with Jesus. I want that scripture verse to ring so true. And I know that I just read it once, but I want you to go home and I want you to read through Acts chapter three. And Peter said to the onlookers, a crowd about this size, he said, why do you guys stare at me? Like it's my power that is doing this. I just want you to know something that every single one of you in this place who love Jesus Christ and who have asked to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you have the exact same power that Peter did. And it's the exact same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And so Christ followers, those of you who have a relationship with Jesus and filled with the Holy Spirit, can I just tell you something? You're getting ready to go change people's lives in the name of Jesus, and you didn't even know it. And so I just want to speak a prayer and a blessing of encouragement over you. Go give your family members and your friends, go give them what you have in Jesus' name. God, right now, I don't know how long we're going to go. I don't know what else is next today. You've blown my mind already. There have been giants defeated in this place. There are healings taking place as we speak. There has been salvation in this place. Hey, church, when someone accepts Jesus in this place, we celebrate. So I need to hear some celebration. I'm talking celebration. No, I'm talking like out of your frame celebration because you have just witnessed a miracle. It says in scripture that the angels are rejoicing in the presence of the Lord over one person getting saved and salvation came to this place today. So God, I just thank you. I thank you for just letting me be a part of it. And so when we leave here today, there's going to be one name on our lips and it is the name of Jesus Christ, the name that is above all names, Jesus Christ. Jesus, we love you. I thank you. I thank you. And it's in your powerful name we pray. And all of God's people said, and amen. God bless you. Please hang out as long as you want.